Hey, thanks so much for checking out this episode of Golf Strategy School. Now, I know you're listening because you want to learn how to play better golf. But if you want to see how you compare to other golfers your age, you need to check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin. That is par, the number four, success.com slash Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. And what it will do is it will actually give you a free assessment where you can see exactly how you measure up against other people your age. And you can see where you're excelling, where you need to focus your time on. And this is an assessment, honestly, that you can take once a month just to see how you're progressing throughout your golf journey. So again, check out parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see how you measure up against other golfers your age. Hey everybody, it's Marty and you are listening to the Golf Strategy School podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping the beginner golfers, the newer golfers, the, okay, I didn't want to say it this way, but it's your words, not mine, less skilled golfers, get over that milestone score of breaking 90 or breaking 100 if you're still working on that. This episode is brought to you by Super Speed Golf. If you want to learn how to hit the golf ball farther, head on over to golfstrategyschool.com slash superspeed and listen to my interview with Mike and Kyle talk about how they use the science of overspeed training to help you do exactly that. Today's episode is part two of four on how to break 90. Again, we are going through exactly how I teach my students how to break 90 in the Golf Strategy Academy. And if you want to be one of those students, you can head over to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy Use promo code BETA and you can get the premium membership for just $25. Now, I'm only going to let 20, maybe 25 people through at that price. So get in there, get it now. Otherwise, you might be left on the outside looking in. So this week, part two of four is going to be our full swing irons. How do we hit those nice, beautiful flush shots that just feel like a marshmallow coming off the face? Let's get to it. Do you love to play golf? Do you wish you could be a more consistent and confident player? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Golf Strategy School podcast, where we discuss specific practice strategies used by some of the best golf instructors from around the world. Here's your host, Marty Griffin. All right, everybody. So full swing irons, how do we work on what that good solid swing is, that crisp contact? What do we need to know to make ourselves more consistent with these clubs? Well, I'm going to read you the steps and then we're going to actually go a little bit further into them. So the first one, and I don't want to hear any argument about this. If you're not on board with it, that's fine. Go away, go somewhere else. It's a strong grip. So I don't mean strong by hard, firm. I mean strong by rotating your bottom hand. So if we're right-handed, this is our right hand, rotating your bottom hand underneath the club slightly to help you get the face closed at impact. And the reason being is if you follow me on Instagram or Facebook and you've seen all of my random little one minute lessons that I do, you've heard me talk about the reasons why a ball could go right. There's only three reasons why the ball could ever go right. One of them is really basic and it happens before the swing, and that is your line. That's something that we're not going to address right here in this because it's where you're aimed. It has nothing to do with how you swing the club. So 
The second reason why the ball can go right is if the face is open at impact. Now, the way to remember what these things do is that the face tells the ball where to go, what line to start on. The path of the club is the other thing that can produce a left-to-right shape. If you are coming across the ball in that outside-in, lumberjack, over-the-top type of motion, that can produce slice spin and make the ball move from left to right. So the only things that make the ball, once we're swinging the club, go right are the face or the path. Now, I'm a proponent of fixing the face first because it is slightly quicker to fix and it has a more immediate impact on the shot. Path is important. I am not going to argue that. But I think face is more important because it's a more direct impact. And if you're not on board with that, if you're a pro who disagrees, that's fine. Go teach your students. But that's how I've helped hundreds of people get over this hump. So a strong grip is slightly rotating your bottom hand, your non-glove hand, underneath the club because it promotes closure of the face at impact. Our next step is going to be one of my favorite things, and I have a couple different versions of them, but a towel drill. And this is where we start working on path rather than face. So uh, there's a bunch of different ways you can do a bunch of different towel drills. I think all of them are very good. But when we talk about higher handicap golfers, we, we hear a lot of that over-the-top motion You'll hear the word casting, the term casting thrown around a bunch. And this towel drill is one that really helps you get over that casting problem. And so what it is, is it's kind of paired with a few other things. Uh, We're going to set a towel that is just inside of our right instep, our trail foot. And then we are going to put a tee into the ground, essentially where we would tee up a driver. And with high handicappers, this over-the-top motion comes a lot with what's also called a reverse pivot. So the way that we fight this reverse pivot is we are simply going to take very slow, very slow, deliberate swings with this setup where we are going to come through, again, very slowly, and we are going to work on just clipping the tee that is pushed into the ground where our driver would be. So it's very forward in our stance. Now, if you want to actually go through and see these drills and experience these drills in the order and actually work with me directly, that can be done through the Golf Strategy Academy. Head over to golfstrategyschool.com academy and you can actually get the visual versions of these drills. So with this towel drill, what we're working on is kind of the first movement from the top of the swing is that our right elbow should be coming down hard into our ribs, kind of in front of our ribs, because this really helps avoid us from casting, avoid us. What am I talking about? This really helps us avoid casting the club. So that right elbow just comes sucking in right in front of our ribs on the downswing, kind of that first move. And what that does is it shallows out the path 
coming through the ball helps you work from the inside rather than from the outside. So it's a really good drill. The idea is that you do it very, very slowly to get the feeling down and then you slowly pick up speed. And the whole point is don't hit the towel, hit the tee. And that is what's going to allow you to get from the inside and start eliminating that slice. The other thing that we see all the time with higher handicap golfers is they like to lift the club rather than kind of rotate and swing the club. So I like to say rotate, don't elevate. What we're talking about here is that on the backswing, people start moving the club back. And then with their hands, they actually just lift the club up into the air to where they think it should be at the top of the backswing rather than rotating their shoulders to get the club more behind them and build in that natural elevation of the club as they come back. And this again is another thing that really helps people learn to come from the inside. You know, at a certain point, your hands have to be kind of behind that initial line or that initial uh, line with the golf ball. If you don't rotate your shoulders back, it's going to be really hard to correctly get your hands in that position. So it's something that we say, rotate, don't elevate. Turn your shoulders to get that club back and get that plane coming from the inside, get that path. I mean, coming from the inside to contact that kind of inside corner of the golf ball. Now, what these things do is they really help us learn a lot more about the low point of the swing and exactly all the different iterations that could occur. So the low point of the swing is when the club is at its lowest. I know I've mentioned this on the podcast before. I've mentioned it on Instagram. I've worked with people who in the past thought that an iron is not supposed to hit the ground. And I'm here to clear that up. That is completely okay. If your your iron is supposed to hit the ground, that's what divots are. Divots aren't accidents. They aren't mistakes. But they are just part of the low point of the golf swing. With an iron, we need to be hitting the ball slightly before we hit the ground. So things like this towel drill and getting that elbow really into our side can help us control where that low point is and actually correctly place it just in front of the golf ball. Now, the other thing that we work on when it comes to iron play is exactly how you feel your shots, how in tune with what you do with the club are you, how receptive are you to what the club is telling you. And this is something that, honestly, if you haven't heard it, I would be surprised. It's go get that can of Dr. Scholl's foot spray. Um, matter of fact, if you listen to this podcast, I know for a fact you've heard this because this is something that Josh Boggs bro- brought up on his interview with us where we were talking about the three reasons why you can't break 90. So go get the Dr. Scholl's foot spray, spray it on you, the face of your iron, take your swing, and then guess where you hit the ball. Was it a toe shot or was it a heel shot? That's what I like to start with people. We're going to guess toe or heel, or maybe it was flush. So those are your three choices, toe, heel, or flush. Once you start getting good at guessing toe, heel, or flush, then I want you to start working on, was it high, flush, 
or thin. So were you up on the face? Were you down on the face? Or did you hit it where you were supposed to? In the middle again. The better you are, the more in tune you are with where you are hitting on the face of the club, the better you're going to be able to react. The more knowledge you're going to have about the swing and the better your outcome is going to be over time. So this is something that we can do to really get in tune with what we're feeling. And then you actually know what you're doing on the course rather than guessing. Our last one is, to me, it's one of the most important things. And this is just a a variation of the nine o'clock to three o'clock drills. So with golfers who are newer to the game, they think the club has to come all the way back to get all the power. And that's just not the case. I would love for everybody to start their golf educational journey as close to the hole as possible. And as they get proficient, then move back. There's a kind of theory that I subscribe to with teaching kids how to play golf. And there's some guys in the Carolinas that do a great job about this. And it's called Operation 36. I've interviewed them on the podcast. And they start kids at around 50 yards. And they make sure that they can shoot 36 from 50 yards away. And then they get a badge. And then they move them back to 75 yards and then 100 yards then 150 yards. So they learn what they're doing before they move back. So they know they're doing it proficiently before they move back and add to the challenge. So what I want you to do is it's just this basic 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock drill. The club comes back to 9 o'clock. Your your arms come back to 9 o'clock. And then your arms go through to 3 o'clock. All I want you to do is feel solid contact. So if you can't get solid contact at 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock, maybe it's 8 o'clock to 4 o'clock. You know, maybe it starts as like a little punch shot where you only take the club back 24 inches. But anything to get that solid contact feeling and then build from there. Slowly expand the length of the swing and then you will take those solid impacts with you the more and more you pull the swing back. This is something that uh, one of my students has been working on really hard, and he's just shocked at how much of a difference it has made. Just going from very, very tiny swings, essentially the way he described it to me was chip shots. Like he was doing little bump and run chip shots and then slowly expanding the swing. Okay, I got three in a row that were solid there. All right, now let's bring it up to a punch shot. All right, we got three that were solid there. Now let's go nine o'clock to three o'clock. Okay. Still solid. And what he said to me, and I was just kind of silently fist pumping from nine o'clock to three o'clock. He's like, I was still getting 80 to 85% of my total different distance. Yeah, that's how it works. If the kinetic chain operates correctly, you can get a lot of that distance with a very small portion of the swing. And that's, that's the same principle behind the short game that we talked about last week when we're talking about how we approach chip shots. We want things to be very quiet in the hands because the less moving parts there are, the less things that can go wrong. So if we can get 80 to 85% of the distance out of 9 o'clock to 3 o'clock, do we really need to take it to 12 o'clock or 11 o'clock? I mean, it's a it's kind of a cost-benefit analysis at that point. You know, would you... Would you risk, if you were in business, would you bet $1,000 on something that would get you 100% of the return one out of three times? 
Or would you bet $1,000 on something that would get you 85% of the return, but 90% of the time? It's an easy question. I mean, it's a simple answer. So that's how we work on the full swing irons. Again, layering success. We're starting from the easiest possible point and expanding upon that. That's why I say we start with grip. Club's not even moving. We start with grip. Then we work on some towel drills where we're not even hitting the ball. We're just learning what this feeling is. Then we're learning about kind of getting that rotation, getting the hands into the right place. We're going to have a conversation about what the low point does, what it should look like, how it should feel. We're going to practice these things with, you know, our receptiveness to how the club feels, how the impact feels on the club. And then we're just going to groove it with some nine to threes. So that's how we go through kind of our, our mid range game, full swing irons. Uh, We'll get next week into driver and tee shot philosophy. And then week four is going to be kind of our game day game plan, our strategy. Now, inside the Golf Strategy Academy, we go deeper into these topics. Each section has multiple lessons to it. So I kind of, again, I kind of broke the academy down into four sections or into four parts for the sake of the podcast. But in real life, there's eight different modules. So we break it down into some smaller steps. Again, layering our success. We want to make sure that you do something pretty darn well before we give you another task to handle. So if you want to work with me, if you have been using the tips on the podcast, if you want to see rapid improvement, like a lot of my students have, all you have to do is go to golfstrategyschool.com slash academy. Remember, promo code beta for that premium membership will get you that premium level at $25 per month rather than $49 per month. You get to be one of the first people in the academy, which means we get more direct time with each other until the member list starts piling up, which is why I want to stop it at 25 ish people. So we know that we're getting everybody taken care of that. Everything, the process is understood and we're going to ensure success here. So again, golfstrategyschoolcom slash Academy, and you can get the premium membership for $25 per month with promo code beta. Until next time, everybody, I will catch you in the short grass. Cheers. All right, thanks for listening to this episode of Golf Strategy School. As always, if you want to keep it in the short grass, all you got to do is put those lessons into effect. And if you want to see exactly how you fare in terms of your physical performance to other golfers your age, head over to par4success.com slash griffin, and you'll be able to see exactly where you line up and match up with other golfers your age based off of this this free performance assessment that Chris and his team has put together. Again, that's parforsuccess.com slash Griffin to see exactly how well you line up against all their golfers your age. And I'll just drop a link to it in the show notes.